Welcome to the Digiday Podcast. I'm Brian Morrissey. Um, this week we're going to be talking about the future of local news because it's more important than ever. I'm joined by Craig Foreman. Craig is the CEO of McClatchy. Um, that is home to uh, lots of newspapers, you know, Miami Herald, Charlotte Observer, Kansas City Star, various bees, Sacramento, Fresno. I don't know if there are any other bees, Craig. There, there are a few Welcome. other bees. Thanks very much, uh, Brian. <laughs> but that's a that's a good list of the 30 communities around America that together make McClatchy. We're, we're among the largest local news providers in the country. Okay, so best of times, worst of times for local news. No question it's challenging. Um, and in many respects... I like it. You went right to the worst of news. <laughs> I didn't even have to lead you there. Let's well, start with the worst. Well, it certainly is challenging. And I guess the reason why is obvious. Uh, strangely, there's a real paradox uh, happening. The local news in the United States, partly because of the pandemic, partly because the pandemic and the coronavirus crisis has been a reminder to all of us in our communities of just how important it is that our communities be strong and vital. We've never seen traffic, uh, digital traffic, or even demand uh, of the scale that we've seen uh, for McClatchy, and I think others would say this as well. We in March. Craig, registered- let me just jump in there. Let me just jump in there because you're you you were a reporter. Can you give me numbers to to back up that? Sure, sure, that? sure. So um, the the national uh, ratings agencies would normally give us between 60, 65 million unique users. We did more than a hundred million uh, unique users uh, in March. Um, we have had uh, subscriber page views um, rising sixty percent uh, in March uh, from February. Uh, the coronavirus newsletters that we're doing in our newsletters are having a 70% open rate, which is well above industry standards, multiples of industry standards. We'll do more than double our page view totals for video views um, this year uh, up for the prior year. I could go on and on. So the paradox is that even though demand... So consumer demand is there for your product. That's a good news. Demand is through the roof, Brian. But advertising has had more headwinds in 2020 for a few reasons than we've ever seen before. And in 2020, as a reminder, it's 14 years since peak advertising newspaper revenues. In 2006, uh, those revenues peaked. And in that period, since 2006 to 2020, more than $35 billion a year of advertising revenues have, have left the newspaper business. And so the headwinds in advertising uh, for news, including local news, have perhaps never been stronger. Yeah, I mean, I, it's funny. In a different conversation earlier today, um, I was going to say headwinds, but then I was like, I think it's like a whirlwind at this point um, for a lot of businesses. We've gone beyond headwinds. Um, we see a lot of accelerations of trends, positive and negative. Um, and it sounds like you're saying, I mean, this this coronavirus has accelerated um, some negative trends for local news. I think when you have a situation like this, you've got to go back to the root cause analysis. And the root cause analysis here is that we know that we're 20 years into a digital revolution, which is akin to what we saw in the industrial revolution and other previous economic revolutions. And it's not going back, right? Trying to argue that it could be reversed isn't even good for um, a world in which if you're under the age of 40, you've never known a world without the internet, under the age of 30, without a powerful cell phone, under the age of 20, ubiquitous broadband uh, at kind of zero incremental cost, right? These are fundamental things that are great. But the local news industry in some ways has to make its case, and the case is very simple. 
The recovery and the strength of our local economies is the crucial element of how we're going to emerge, not just from the pandemic, but for local economic success going forward. And our brands, the renowned brands that you mentioned, and I can mention many others, whether it is the Kansas City Star or uh, the, the the Modesto Bee or um, uh, any of the other brands around the country that are McClatchy brands, um, these have unique and deeply engaged local success and local connection to local audiences. And advertisers, unfortunately, have gotten a little bit enamored of a story that, frankly, we've been saying for some time digitally, which is that digital can offer you the exact customer at the exact moment where the customer is most likely to be interested in your product. That what, mm. what, what often you can't find in the world of digital advertising is the adjacency and the renowned brand construct that makes your advertising important in context. And at this time where local is the success story of the emergence, McClatchy and others are doing everything we can to partner with local brands to show them that the trusted environment of local news is where they need to be. Yeah, it's funny. I call the original, well, there's two original sins of the internet. Like one was was basing it around the click and the other was separating uh, the audience data from the media impression because I think you can trace a lot of a lot of problems, uh, you know, back to that. And I understand why it happened because it could and, and because a lot of engineers were, were calling the shots, not media people. Well, and you um, know my background, right? I left yeah. big media in the mid-1990s, uh, left an early career, a, a very successful one at the Wall Street Journal and Dow Jones to come to Silicon Valley and be part of some of those initial platform companies and ran a big part of Yahoo when Yahoo was deeply engaging and uh, uh, rising as number one in many of its media brands, which, which I ran, Yahoo. Who news, finance, sports, and many others, right? So I get that. But what advertisers have to understand, and it's on us to explain, and we have a terrific team to explain it, is that everything we do in local is about context. And when you say, oh my, I worry about my brand being adjacent to news, the counter argument is news is where the audience is actually going to find out what's real. And what's real is often happening in local news. I'll give you a perfect example. Traffic is through the roof for pandemic coverage, just like traffic is through the roof when we have, unfortunately, natural disasters. We see them in the southeast where we operate all along the eastern seaboard from Miami to the Carolinas. When that happens, no one ever believes it's fake news when there's 10 feet of water in downtown Miami, as there was with Hurricane Irma, and where Miami and the Miami Herald tell you how the city is getting functioning again, what's open. And we've started local business directories to tell you what's open, partnered with small business and partnered with some of the big brands in South Florida, whether it's healthcare providers or even American Airlines to point out what is available to you as local consumers. Every brand in America should want to associate with that success and that story of local success because that's how we're going to get out of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, though, on a, on a much broader um, scale. Um, is the future for local, one, is it advertising and not subscription? I know you're probably going to say a little bit of both, but like, is it mostly convincing adver advertisers to foot the bill? And then secondly, with on the advertising side, is it a matter of, of na big national advertisers, um, you know, really focusing more on local? Because obviously you're being hit right now because local businesses, um, they're, they're shut. I mean, many of them are shut. Um, uh, they're, they're in survival mode. Um, so maybe we could just start with the advertising versus subscription, because how, how does this model get sustainable? I think 
we could probably do like 10 hours on that, but like the core of it, we see, we see a lot of success in big national um, newspapers when it comes to subscriptions. I think there are fewer success cases and maybe you could point to some on the local level. Yeah. So let's start with the two core elements that we've largely achieved at McClatchy. First, it has to be digital. And in the past three and a half years, we've taken a business model that now is 50% subscriber-driven, 50% advertiser-driven, and nearly 50% digitally driven and 50% print-driven, much higher digital penetration than we've ever had before. That's point number one. First, it has to be digital, and you need to have digital um, as your core go-to-market for advertisers as well as for subscribers, and we can talk more about that. The second piece to your point about subscription versus advertising, I think these businesses in the future will be based on both, but you need to have a go-to-market that reflects the needs of your customers. On the subscription side, that means you have to be essential. And at McClatchy, we've worked hard in our products to make them essential to our local users. It means you have to have content areas that can't be lived without, fearless coverage, um, the, the prizes that we've won, the success that we've had for pursuing even controversial stories like the Jeffrey Epstein scandal, which was largely brought back into the public eye through, mm. the, through the crusading work of the Miami Herald. These are the kinds of things that distinguish local brands and I think will give local brands equal power compared with some of the national brands that have had subscription success. And we have two. You know, we now have crossed the threshold uh, of uh, roughly a quarter of a million digital only subscribers, the threshold of 600,000 um, uh, paid digital customer relationships. So it's a business of real scale. But that's the translation to the advertising piece of the puzzle. You can come to McClatchy and speak to 30 deeply local market resonant products at one place. Uh, you know Nick Johnson, a digital veteran, will be known to many people listening to the podcast, um, who is our, 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 our head of advertising. Nick has built a team across the country, which offers you, it's often said, but one place to call to reach 30 different markets and many markets beyond, right? That we believe is part of the advertising success story. You have to be able to offer both national brands and deeply local brands the same sort of essentialness and that same sort of market connection that you can offer to your subscribers. And that's what McClatchy has built. So let me just go back to subscriptions for, for a minute. Um, uh, because Tony Hale, uh, the founder of Chartbeat, um, and uh, now he has Scroll, had, a, had an interesting point that he, he made over the weekend. He said, the New York Times added three times more new subscribers in the first quarter than the total subscriber base of the LA Times. The average number of news subscriptions a news subscriber will have is likely about 1.01. How many publisher strategies explicitly assume that they are in a zero-sum fight with the New York Times? Are you in a zero-sum fight with the New York Times? I have a lot of respect for Tony. So I oh, this is like a hell his, no. <laughs> I didn't see his uh, his remarks. And I think what he's trying to do with Scroll is 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 super interesting, but I don't think the facts uh, support his conclusion. Uh, if you just look at the share of American wallets that's going for subscriptions and measure that over the last 10 years, and you compare the number of subscriptions that we all have, whether it's for news and information or combined news and information and entertainment, the, the share argument goes, I think, to the point I was making is that you have to have a, a digital uh, offering. I do think it's a fair comment to say that uh, local news 
is one of those areas in which you may not have multiple local news providers. But I think if you talk to our local um, customers, they'll say that their need for local news is not met by any of the national publications. And I think if you talk to Mark over at the New York Times, he would be the first to say that uh, the New York Times doesn't aspire to be the local news provider, which is why they sold the Boston Globe. Right, right. But you think, you know, there's obviously there's room for, I mean, to me, I don't think there's substitution. If you're in Wichita, um, I don't think that the, the uh, it's the Wichita Eagle there, right? That Correct. The Wichita Eagle and the New York Times are substitution products. Um, Correct. So. And so, look, I, I think it's popular and it's easy to diss the efforts of local news. Um, and local news has had, as we talked about a few minutes ago, has had tremendous challenges. And we, like many others in local news, have had to work very hard to optimize cost structure. And, and um, it's been challenging and continues to be challenging. But if you look for success, what you need to be able to do is assert the essentialness of your product, right? Great digital products save users time, money, or delight them in some way. And when it comes to local, if you're able to do that, and that's one of the reasons for our subscription success, I don't think that anybody's um, abstract argument from uh, New York City is uh, going to be the way that you can measure success in Wichita or Modesto or Bellingham, Washington, to name just three of our markets. Uh, the um, idea that the national providers are a substitution for the kind of coverage that you get in Kansas City, the award-winning uh, investigations into secrecy in the Kansas state government that forces political change there, or even the national series that results in you know Pulitzers, and we've got 54 of them over the years, that's not provided by the national uh, media, and that is the core to local essentialness. And that's yes. where the strength is for local brands. Partnering with the local media brand that has that essentialness is a, is a unique opportunity for local brands, especially at a time when the economy is getting restarted. That is true. Although I will say that I think Tony retreated to the Poconos to like a vacation home, so he's he's not making it from New York City. Um, but I think the point. Well, and Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> so I, yeah. sorry, Tony. Just had to, had to throw that out there. Another thing on on the advertiser smart side, move to know, go to the Poconos. No, hey, look. I honestly, in all, all seriousness, I I live in Brooklyn, so I'm one of these people. But I am now in um, Bluebell, Pennsylvania, um, where I have retreated. And let me tell you, the New York Times is not a substitution product uh, in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. It's just not. Um, you, we need lo local information here. And, you know, I know from growing up, you know, the, the Philadelphia Inquirer is, um, is shrunken. Um, I think it's doing a pretty nice job overall with with what with the resources it has, but it's a shadow of, of its former self. And I'm sure your papers. I, I just wonder how do you get out of a trap where because of the constant optimizations of the cost pressures for reasons that are both self inflicted probably in in previous uh, regimes, but also just you know the market has completely um, decimated local news. How do you? How do you stay ambitious enough? I mean, you know, you mentioned the Miami Herald breaking the, the not breaking, but really resurfacing the Epstein story in a way that, um, you know, really unraveled the whole thing. Um, how do you stay ambitious at the same time when your local news is seemingly always focused on cutting costs? So this will surprise some folks who are listening. 
but the amount of operating expense in our newsroom, uh, our headcount of newsroom related resources is about 30% of total headcount at McClatchy now, up from about 26% when I took over as the CEO about uh, three and a half years ago. So the percentage of our total throw weight of employees has actually been tilted towards news gathering. And perhaps part of that is because we view news at the core of our mission. Independent local journalism in the public interest has been our mission since we were founded 163 years ago. And so the focus on that produces the kind of coverage that um, is uh, typified by a series we did this year called Throwaway Kids, which points out that there is an incredible transition for kids coming out of the foster care system. And often when they turn uh, to the um, no longer being uh, uh, minors legally, uh, there's no place to go. And that often produces a, an on-ramp for um, what ultimately winds up being entrance into the, the criminal criminal justice system and not not productive. That's just one example. We've mm-hmm. done them in all of our newsrooms from, from Biloxi to the Pacific Northwest. So the ambitions remain strong, and it's partly the creativity of our newsroom, which has helped us do this not just in Miami, but do it in Raleigh and do it in Charlotte and do it in Kansas City and do, and do it in, in Bellingham, Washington and, and Belleville, Illinois. And so we've refocused our, our coverage on themes that are essential in our communities. Uh, in Fresno, we've launched the Education Lab project, focusing on education in the hard hit uh, areas of the Central Valley of California. Um, in Sacramento, an investigations lab that we then have expanded to other markets, including in Miami. Uh, we worked with a startup called The Trace. Uh, to do uh, an exploration of um, gun violence across America a year after Parkland, Uh, climate change in Florida, uh, exploring uh, uh, the uh, devastating wildfires in California. I could go on and on and on. And and the way that you do this, I think, is through a spirit of openness. We're working with other newsrooms, not just within the McClatchy family, but from time to time with others who might have been previously more challenging to work with. We've done it in California with the LA Times and with many others. Uh, that's another way in which you kind of keep your focus uh, on local journalism. And uh, you have to start with what drives that uh, measure of essentialness. And um, thank heaven, we have a terrific group of uh, uh, leaders in our news uh, uh, in our news division uh, who I think have been really on the cutting edge of that. So mm-hmm. look, I sometimes say, and I can say it as Myself, you know, uh, uh, part of a team that was a Pulitzer finalist at the Wall Street Journal. And, you know, the golden era of uh, a news organization is often marked by the day that you walked out the door. Um, And um, I understand that feeling. And in many ways, newsrooms do have fewer people. There's no question about it. But having fewer people doesn't mean you're diminished. It means you have to do things differently. And while the newspaper may be smaller, it may have fewer sections. The actual coverage and the focus that we have on being essential, I guarantee you, has never been stronger. Mm -hmm. And I think when you actually look at the coverage that's coming out of many of these local newsrooms, we have to take our hat off to the journalists who are working days in and day out. They are first responders. They're first responders in the news and information world. And in many ways, I think looking backwards is not the way to look. The way to do it is measured in the digital era is are you being essential? Are you driving engagement, page views? growth in subscribers, uh, conversion. And in all of those different metrics, we've actually, at McClatchy anyway, never been stronger. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. 
So let me ask you this. You've, you've used the word essential like many times and that, that is like clearly the, the, it seems to me probably the North star, you know, that you need to be, if you're in Wichita, if you're in Bellingham, you need to be essential to those communities. Let's say you nail that. Is there a sustainable model though, considering all the exogenous forces to use some sort of MBA term? I think I know what I mean. Um, arrayed against local news being a for-profit endeavor, like, Maybe, I don't know, like, is local news really a for-profit endeavor in the future? Because you can nail all the essential factors, but it would seem like you might still come up short when it comes to the fact that um, so much of advertising goes to Google and Facebook and all the rest of the stuff that, 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 uh, that we know. Advertisers don't like news, et cetera. Well, let's talk about that last piece first. Uh, we had a great agency leader come to us the other day and say, you know, we just don't buy news. And we said, well, actually, you know, you buy a lot of news. And he said, no, no, we don't buy news. This is a big CPG and large, successful retailer. Retails faced all kinds of headwinds, as we know. But um, the, their retail customer is one of the largest uh, big box retailers in, in the country. Said, so we just don't buy news. And we said, it probably will surprise you, but you buy news all the time. You just don't know you're buying it. It's coming programmatically. You're buying it on exchanges. Sure. You don't know what your trading desk is actually doing with all due respect. Let us partner with you to use those dollars for your clients more effectively because we are a digital, digitally designed. I don't want to say digital first because I think that has a bad reputation. We are a client-centric, agency-centric, customer-centric, you know, advertising group. And he said, gee, you know, I hadn't realized that. Of course, we're buying it. We're buying it programmatically because we want that audience. We want to reach, you know, 35 to 54-year-olds who are likely to go and be buying Home and Garden this, this weekend. And of course, we're buying the Lexington Herald Leader. And of course, we're buying the Miami Herald. And of course, we're buying the Raleigh News Observer. I just didn't know that. We said, that's exactly the point. So to answer your question on a sustainable model, Brian, let's just take a step back to Econ 101. Can you have cost that is less than your revenue? The answer to that is an unequivocal yes. We've proved it time and time again, and we proved it last year at McClatchy, where operating cash flow is just under $100 million. What you actually have to do is manage to stabilize the revenue curve, which has been very hard in the newspaper business because of that $35 billion in advertising that has left the system. But if you look at the structure and what we've been working so hard to do in transitioning McClatchy to, as I said, a 50-50 subscription advertiser business and largely a 50-50 digital print business, is to build a sustainable model that turns on having a cost structure that actually can last as the revenue model transforms. And that's what we've been focused on. It is important. Advertising is a big piece of that, but that's why we've invested in the advertising approach that we have. We do have to encourage our advertising customers to partner with us and to think differently. Think differently about news, think differently about local success, and think differently about the environment in which you want your customers, your, your advertising brands to appear. I, I want to get back to the the think differently. That was you had a conversation like this with a former Digiday podcast uh, guest many years ago, not many years, several years ago, uh, Ian Schaefer, um, which is kind of incredible that you, that that you need to have that message go out to to advertisers that they need to think differently about news. Um, but that's the situation um, we live in. On the model question, I mean, why isn't just the benevolent benevolent Billionaire, local billionaire, the better model. 
tell me what model you mean. LA Times. Well, uh, Patrick Soonshong is a visionary entrepreneur and very dedicated to um, success uh, for the LA Times. And along with his leadership team, uh, Norm Perlstein, Chris Argentieri has made a, a great investment in, in Los Angeles. I think you have to ask the question, um, uh, is that a model that exists everywhere? Uh, the answer is no. Um, Patrick uh, has done that wonderfully in Los Angeles. Uh, but, uh, but um, uh, you know, there are a handful of places in America where there have been uh, such uh, investments. Uh, but America's got more than a handful of cities and many more than a handful of towns and communities. Okay, so billionaires don't scale. Is that basically the long, the long and the short of it? Uh, well, I think the long and the short of it is many models may work, but yeah. you don't have a local patron for every community. It's the same thing that I've often said with the laudable uh, not-for-profit and pure play digital startups. We've started mm -hmm. to ourselves. Um, when the Youngstown Vindicator in Ohio, uh, after 150 or so years, uh, ceased publication last year, we started in association with Google in the Compass experiment, a digital only uh, 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 news organization in Eastern Ohio called Mahoning Matters. And we just announced uh, earlier this quarter, our second such market in Longmont, Colorado, outside of uh, Boulder. Um, which we expect to launch later this year. So McClatchy is experimenting with digital-only brands uh, with no legacy operation to bring our brand of essential local news and information with the journalistic credentials of 163 years of commitment to independent local journalism, the public interest. So we believe in digital-only models. But one thing I will say, whether it's McClatchy or anybody else, starting a digital brand is an expensive exercise. And there has been a great deal of enthusiasm for just putting out a sign and a suggestion that putting out a sign uh, may be sufficient for local success. I think it's necessary, but I'm not so sure I'd say it's sufficient. Um, I think there'll be many models that succeed, but the key will be building a sustainable cost structure and a sustainable strategy for revenue. The idea that you can go to one place and reach 30 of the most important markets of the United States that are growing 50% faster than the national average, which is the McClatchy proposition, is a very strong proposition for both readers and advertisers. And it's a very strong business model. So both Google and Facebook are putting a lot of money right now into the local news system. Um, who knows if that's sustainable, right? I mean, like, what, what role do you see those kinds of, like, you know, both grants and supports that come from these gigantic tech companies? Well, we may be a little bit different based in Northern California and having a leadership team that's extremely digital. We've worked closely with the platforms going back to the very earliest days of the very first search engines. McClatchy was an investor, actually, in some of those, uh, along with some other um, of the news companies. And um, so it's not unfamiliar ground to us. Uh, I think when you think about it, those models have changed a lot over time. In fact, uh, when uh, Yahoo News was at its strength, we, we paid millions of dollars a year in license fees to wire services and to news providers to bring all kinds of local news, sports, national news, international news, and weather 
to the tens of millions of people who went to Yahoo as a search portal to get that information. So these models have evolved in the last 20 years, and I think they're going to continue to evolve. Okay. Um, so let's get back and, 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 and end on this um, note about advertisers. Why, like, why do you still have to make the case that news is essential to advertisers? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be self-evident that their financial results would uh, suffer if they avoided news? Ah, Brian, the road to success, right? It's trite but true. It's paved every day. It's not enough to just have a great brand like the Miami Herald or any other great brand you can mention them, I don't need to, or Digiday. You have to make your case to your customers all the time. And in a digital world, there's nothing easier than to lose a customer. And by the way, that's even true for, for large platforms. You know, we talk about some of the large platforms. Look at the businesses they've had to acquire over the years. You know, we can talk about some of the largest ones. We partner with all of them. But those businesses may have a corporate name, but they've bought other businesses over time and invested billions of dollars, billions of dollars of making sure that every day they recreate the engagement that um, drives their business. I do think that now we're in year 24, maybe year 25. I'm dating this from when the first internet businesses went public in the mid-90s when I first came out to Silicon Valley. So I've been here for the entire evolution of, of that and continue to be a driver of innovation and passionate about technology, media, and telecom. And I still think it's very early days. But the fact is, this is never done. And it is not at all uh, a surprise for McClatchy to be making the case to our customers. Our customers need to realize that in the success from emerging from the corona crisis or any time day in, day out, the best way to reach with their local customers and their local success is the essential branded provider in their local communities, which more often than not is a McClatchy publication in the communities in which we operate. So we make that case. Yeah, I mean, I think locals should actually benefit from the hodgepodge that quote unquote opening is going to take place because, you know, there's going to be sections of this country that are extremely different situation and you want extremely different messaging um, than other sections, right? I mean, there'll be places in Texas that are back to normal and there's going to be New York City, which are, is not going to be back to normal anytime soon. Look, we know this, right? Not to interrupt you, but recovery is not going to happen nationally, right? The stories we report are local stories and recovery is going to be local, community by community. And national advertisers have the opportunity to scale with us and we can scale their brands with our news brands and to do that in an authentically local environment. I mean, that is our story and that is our um, ability. And it's a unique ability that even national news and information companies can't do. Got it. Okay, Craig, going to leave it there. Thank you so much. Brian, thank you. Um, really appreciate it. And good luck to all of your audience members. Okay. And thank you all for joining us. Uh, we will be back next week with a new episode.